Hey, Jay Calloway here, Pastor of the Gate, and I want to welcome you to the Crowd Decor Weekly Podcast, where you can learn to walk in faith, favor, and a future that is out of this world. Our prayer for you today is that you will be convicted, challenged, and changed in Jesus' name as you continue in this adventure from the crowd of the world into the core of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Hope you enjoy the message. Well, listen, last week we talked about this idea of the champion. We talked about the opening up of, of the um, um, Olympics, the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo, and we've already been seeing gold medals won. We've been seeing um, dreams um, uh, realized and others' dreams dashed. Um, and, and it's just one of those things where when we go into that mindset or go into that place of being a champion, we have to realize that there's going to be days where we may not win and other days we might. In fact, I want to talk to you about that today. All right, if you have your Bibles, get your Bibles out. How many of you have your Bibles? Say yes. If you don't, say oops. <laughs> get your Bible out and turn with me, if you would, to Psalm, the 19th Psalm. We're going to look at verse 5. It says there at the back half of that verse, it says, Like a champion rejoicing to run his course. I want you to know that champions get out and they go run the course. We have a great champion. His name is Jesus Christ. And as we talked last week, we talked about a champion is one that just steps out and stands in the gap for others. But today I want to talk to you about the idea that champions don't always win. You know that old statement that says you win some, you lose some. You have winning days and you have losing days. There is a mindset, though, that sometimes as a champion, you look at champions out there and these people have these great um, stories of, of being the, a winner and a champion and one that is, is a conqueror, and you think they've never lost. But yet, the reality is, for every champion, there are days of, of, of defeat. There are days where it wasn't victorious. There is a reality that we must look at every single day we have and no matter what happens. In other words, look at what that passage of Scripture says there in Psalm 19. It says there, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. I think that what's incredible about that idea is not only was he rejoicing to run the course, he had no idea if he was going to win or not. It was just simply running. And every morning we have the opportunity to step up and just run the course. And I like the idea of getting our mind set in such a way that says, you know what, whether I win or lose today, I'm still going to run. Whether I'm going to get up or not. You see, because it's okay if we lose a battle, because ultimately in the future, we're going to win the war. You know, and as children of God, we know who our, where our future's at. We know what's happening. And in those days where we might stumble, in those days we might fall or fail, we're going to get right back up and keep running because our future is out of this world. So I want you to say it with me like you mean it and you believe it. Today I am a child of God. I have faith to move mountains, favor from the King of Kings, and a future that is out of this world. My foundation is the Word of God. My walk is sure, my talk is confident, my attitude is like Christ. Today I will hear the Word of God, today I will do the will of God, today I will be convicted, challenged, and changed in Jesus' name, amen. Do you believe it? Amen, praise God. Turn to somebody around you and just give them a high five and say, I believe it for you too, amen. Well, listen, I want to talk to you a few moments about this. We win some, we lose some. Some days we lose the battle. 
Maybe you feel like today when you're raising your children, you're losing the battle for your kids. I know sometimes when you're dealing with the, the, the little ankle biters running around. I've got a bunch of ankle biters running around my life right now and my grandkids and, and, and some of the, the kids in our hub. And, and I, I just love them. And there are days where we just simply need to be encouraged. I'm reminded of back the days when my kids were the little ankle biters and they were just learning what it meant to be alive and had all the questions, why this, why that, why this, why that. And the reality is, is some days we answer appropriately and other days maybe not so appropriately. We, got, we, we come in and we are prepared and we're ready and we're prayed up and we've got an answer for every, or a solution for every problem, an answer for every question. And then there are those days where it feels like that we've already started behind the eight ball before we, the sun even comes up. But the reality is, is that if we, a true champion understands the fact that he may not win every battle. There may not be a point in time where every battle uh, can be won. But in the end, we win the war. In fact, I've got a spoiler alert for you. Is that in the end, we win. As a child of God, we win. As a Christ follower, we win. Because, the, the, because the, our focus is not here on this earth. Our focus is not running the perfect race here. Our focus is just persevering. Our focus is just getting there to the very end. It says there, blessed are those who persevere, for they will inherit Blessed are those who go forward and stick to it and just keep going and keep going. But sometimes we walk into a place where we fail and we fail miserably. There are times when we must understand that we may have days, seasons, battles that we will lose. And it might seem like we're going through it and it's just slogging through waist-deep quicksand, trying to just get through the day if we could, and you don't feel like you've got any more energy, there's no more vision, there's no more uh, um, inspiration, and it's almost as if you say, you know what, I quit. But can I tell you, don't quit in the battle. You might have to learn and decide to fight another day. I was talking with someone the other day and, and they were commenting on how I presented myself publicly knowing that there was a battle that was going on behind the scenes. And, and, I, and they said, man, it was better you than me. And, and we were just walking through things and I was talking with people about that and talking with them about that. And I said, well, you know, I've learned in my, my years of leadership and I've learned in my years of guiding people is not only to, that there's certain battles that you must pick. There's certain battles that we don't need to fight. Not only have I learned that you have to choose your battles, but I've also learned is you have to choose when to fight the battles that you've chosen to fight. And I think that that is something that we need to remember, but we also need to remember that a champion will lose sometimes. Now, that might not be a, a, a great uh, inspiring message right now unless you're in that category of feeling like you've lost. You might be in that category of feeling like right now, all, everything that's around me, in me, and under me, above me, everything is simple failure. Well, there is a great champion. He's one of my favorite champions in the entire world. His name's Peter. His name used to be Simon. But he had such an incredible champion moment 
of defining who Jesus was, is, and ever will be. And Jesus had this incredible moment with him. It was amazing. You want to talk about a champion-defining moment. Jesus looks at Peter and, and says, looks at everyone, as Simon, but he's Simon at this point. And he says to all of them, who do men say that I am? And everybody answers, but then he says, who do you say that I am? And immediately, Peter just simps up as Simon and says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Boom, there he is. And he steps out from among them. Remember, we talked about about last week is how a champion is made is simply by stepping out and he sits there and he says you are the Christ the son of the living God and Jesus comes around and says blessed are you Simon but for now on you shall be known as Petros or Peter the rock for what you were just given everything that everything that I am and everything else is built on that one moment of revelation and he says there Flesh and blood hasn't given this to you, but my Father in heaven. In other words, he's saying, you are such a champion, you've got a direct download from the throne of God. Whoa, what amazing, amazing thought. And yet, here's Peter's list of accomplishments. He sank in the water as he tried to walk on it. He was rebuked by Jesus at that moment in time, right after he was his name was changed. He, was, he declared, never would I deny you, O Lord. And yet, and later, he denied him three times. He fell asleep when Jesus needed him the most. And, he, and Peter disowned Jesus three times on the night he was to be crucified. Now I want you to understand something. Peter comes out later. And that moment of time, when Peter comes out, he comes out as a rock, truly a rock. And can I tell you something? Is that there may be a moment in time in your life where you were victorious and you felt as if God, there would be no way you could ever falter or you could ever fail or you could ever lose because the Spirit of God was so strong in you or things were going right. It may have been right after you were married and your life was going good or right if you had children or maybe you had graduated from, from, from school and things were going good in your career. Maybe you had got the dream job of your life and everything is going good and then so all of a sudden things just started dropping off things started failing on your or maybe there was disappointment and discouragement and things didn't turn out the way you wanted maybe your marriage didn't turn out the way you wanted your kids were testing you at every turn and all of a sudden you move from this great victorious you are the Christ the son of the living God just like Peter did and then all of a sudden to be turned around in the same conversation and almost rebuked by the Lord because of an answer you gave in the heat of a moment. An action that you did without thinking. Whatever the case is, we need to understand something. Champions are not made because they always win. Champions are made because they always get up after a loss. Champions understand that there's, a, that there's going to be seasons of failure. There's going to be seasons of loss. There's going to be times where we don't make it all the time. We, at times where we don't fight as best as we could. There are going to be days when maybe we don't have the right answer for our children. And there are going to be days when we don't have our spouses back. There's going to be times when we walk in and we didn't present ourselves or prepare the best we possibly could for our job. Maybe there might even be times where we lose our job simply because we failed. 
And how do we pick ourselves up from out of that? How do we get to this place where we can step up and say, I am still a champion. I'm still going to be a champion. Well, I feel like there's ways that we can set our mind. And first of all, is when you lose, when you blow it, when you stumble, just own it. Say, you know, the, the term, well, this last few weeks, I've been having to say my bad for so many different things. I messed up on appointments. I was messing up on text messages because I wasn't reading it fully. I was going so fast. And all of a sudden, I just looked and I had to, to respond to somebody, my bad. I didn't really read that right. Or I, I blew it. Sorry. I, I, and I, I messed up in this area. And can I just say... That if we're going to realize to be a true champion, true champions own the failures that they make. True champions decide to take the credit for the loss in their life. That says, you know what? That happens. I'm going to continue to step up and keep going. You see, the first way that we find ourselves in owning the failure is to simply take responsibility. You see, champions never blame and champions never make excuses can i tell you that the, the day that adam and eve blew it and they ate that fruit in the garden eve had that fruit and she was duped by the enemy and then she handed the fruit the bible says to her husband and he ate the fruit as well and when god came down and says whoa what happened here there was a failure there was a loss there was a mistake the Bible says that that's called missing the mark or it's called sin because it's disobedience and missing the mark. And Adam immediately when God says, hey, what are you guys doing? Why are you covering yourself? Why are you hiding from me? And they st simply said, because we were naked. He goes, who told you you were naked? And through unraveling the entire story, we find out that they ate the fruit. And God says, I told you not to. And immediately, the very first thing that Adam does is blame. Adam blames his wife. It's that woman you gave me, but does he blame the wife? No, he actually blames God. How many times have we been walking through life, feeling like everything's good, and we blow it, and the first thing we want to do is blame? And if we can't blame the ones around us, then we'll just blame God. Or we'll just blame an arbitrary subject. We'll just go and blame. It's because we just blame our past. We blame another race. We blame our heritage. We blame the culture. We blame our parents. We blame our spouses. We blame the society. We blame the, ec the ec economics. We blame our education. We just blame, blame, blame. Can I tell you, it's time for us to say, to the, as the old hymn says, it's not my brother or my sister standing in the need of prayer, O oh Lord, but it's me standing in the need. It's me. Don't search my brother's heart. Don't search my mama's heart. Don't search my, my nephew's heart. Don't search my daddy's heart. Search my heart, O oh Lord, and show there if there's any failure in me, if there's any wicked way in me, the Word of God says. It is time for us to understand that if we, when we fail, when we blow it, the Bible is very clear for for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And so therefore, in our sin, in our mess-ups, in our mistakes, in our times where we miss the mark and we're not on, we need to understand that does not disqualify us as a champion, but blaming will. 
Blaming will go in and when we're throwing everyone else under the bus and saying it's their fault because at one point we have to take responsibility for ourselves. We have to decide that we're not going to go back and say, oh, I've, I started in a, in a difficult situation. I was in the hood or I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I had nobody to tell me how to work it or I had, I, I had everything handed to me and I don't know how to work. Either way, it doesn't matter what side of the tracks. It doesn't matter what side of the silver spoon you were born on. It doesn't matter what, what place you are in life. You can't blame. It's just your life. It's time to get up and move on. You see, we're not to blame, but we're also never to make excuses. We're never to make excuses in the idea, well, if I had a better education, if I had better parents, if I lived in a better place. There are stories that are, that, are, that are rippled throughout history with these stories of men and women that should have never, never made it. And yet, they made it in incredible ways. Marcus Aurelius said this, every morning I'm going to get up and simply do the work of a human. You as me, as humans, as a man, as, as men, as women, we are different than any other species on the planet. We're different than dogs and cats and birds and, 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 and scorpions. We're different than all the different places. We're different than the mammals and the, and the amphibious creatures. We're different than all of them simply because this we have a self-will. We have our own will. We can get up and choose if we're going to conduct the work that God has called us to. If we're going to conduct the life that God has called us to. We are not to make excuses according to the way we were born because this is the life we've been given and there is no other. I like the way that Marcus Aurelius said that. As he says there, he says, I'm going to do the work of a human. He didn't say I'm going to do the work of a, of a creation. I'm going to do the work of this or that. No, he says of a human. And the reason is, is because there's a differentiation between us and every other created living thing. Because we have been made in the image of God. And could you imagine if, God, if Christ stood up and says, you know what? I can't do this because I'm just surrounded by a bunch of morons. How long, he said one time, how long am I going to have to live this way? How long am I going to put up with this? And he wasn't making an excuse for himself. He was challenging those around him saying, step up, you can do it. And can I tell you, I believe the Spirit of God is inside of each one of us right now, sharing with us, convicting us and saying, step up, own it. Own the failures that you have in your life. Own the struggles that you have in your life. Own them. Do not let them own you. Oh, can I tell you, too many times we take our failures and we begin to identify, be identified by the failures we have. This is why I always have a problem with those that step up and just keep saying that they, are, that they name themselves for their past failures. I am... I am addicted. I am this. I am this. The Bible calls us, calls that, is saying, no, you are a child of the Most High God. You need to proclaim who you are. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. What you used to be is not what you are now. Don't own that. You're not, you might sit back and say, I, I can tell you this right now. You failed, but you're not a failure. You lost, but you're not a loser. You did stupid things, but you're not an idiot. 
Can I tell you today, God is saying to each one of you, I want you to own that, take credit for it and move and pick yourself up, but don't let it own you. Don't let the bondage of your past, don't let the bondage of your uh, of your, the generations before. Can I tell you, you might have a failed marriage, but you're not a failure in marriage. You might be a, have a failed business, but you're not a failure in business. You just learned some other ways to do it. You see, what we do when we make a mistake, what we do when we fail, what we do when we sin, when we blow it, is we simply own it. And then we learn the lesson. It's that mindset of, I'm going to learn from this so that I don't do it again. There's nothing worse for me in, the, in life is to have, a, have something bad happen and I have no idea what brought that to pass. There's been times where we've had several problems in our basement with flooding or seeping or things of that nature. And there's times where it's been because uh, the sump pump failed or it's because the water got too close to the, the house and we didn't push it away. Then there's times where it was nothing, it was completely out of our control and, and we had a massive disaster where there was eight feet of water in our basement and we were boated out of our basement. Or I mean boated out of our house because of a natural, a, a, a natural disaster. We had one time a, a tornado happened and, and, all, and everything, it was out of our control. But then there are those times where I know exactly what happened. Just a few weeks ago, I had this, my whole pipes and my cell pump just blew. At two o'clock in the morning, Vicki, my wife, is running up the stairs going, Jay, Jay, our sump pump blew up. And I looked, I'm like going, oh no. I come running down and I'm just being showered with water because the pipe that goes into the hose that takes all the water out of the house have blew apart. I have no idea why. I was so frustrated, but at least I knew what was going on. And I had to take the next couple of days and completely refit all of, those, of the fittings out of my sump pump into where the water can get out of the house. Now, what would happen if I just sat back and just go, oh, I'm a failure. I can't do anything. I can't do anything right. I can't do this, I can't do that, or, or I have a, I, some pumps don't work, they're failures, they're just, it's ridiculous, no. I sat down, I looked at where the weak spot was in that sump pump failure, and I began, and i like, oh, okay, I can see why that did, and I can see where it is. I need to completely reconstruct this from the bottom of the pit all the way up and out of the house. And so I took the effort to do that. Since then, there's been many rains. There's been a lot of torrential rains, not anything. My entire basement that's dry, there's no seepage, there's nothing else. I've been monitoring it, I've been watching it. And that's just a simple thing in our life. But what about the big things? What about our marriages when we blow it in our marriage? Do we sit down and take a moment and just get some clarity? about what happened, how did we get to where we're at, why do we, do we walk and speak clearly with our spouse and say, hey, we need to sit down, we can't just sweep this under the rug, we've got to keep talking about this, or maybe with your kids and go like, what is going on, why does it seem like we keep coming to this point, why do we keep loggerheads in this, you see, it's, it's about that inside the getting clarity of where you went wrong, or where the problem happened, sometimes tornadoes hit, and there's nothing you can do about it. It's going to blow up. 
Sometimes floods happen. But the Bible says this, even though I walk through the flood, I will fear, I, I will not be, I will not drown. And even though I walk through the fire, I will not be burned. You see, when those things come, God gives you an internal ability not to fail. You walk through it and you know it's not, it is out of your control. But those things that are in, you ask the question, why did this happen? What can I do about making this never happen again? It's Jesus sitting with the adulterous woman saying, no one's accusing you anymore and neither do I. But then he goes and says, just don't do it again. She had to work inside of herself and say, what's inside of me to make me want to sleep with any other man other than my husband? What's inside of you that makes you want to just simply not completely tell the truth? What's inside of you that makes you want to cheat or, or lie or steal or have bitterness and unforgiveness? What's inside of you that's causing you to continue to fail? You see, he doesn't want you to keep failing. He does, he, you might lose some battles. You might miss the mark. But tomorrow you're going to get back up. And I say it every time when I'm on some of my live vidcasts on, and, and during the week and some of my devotions is make today count because you're better than yesterday, but you're not near as good as tomorrow. And when you wake up today, if today's successful, guess what? You're going to be better tomorrow for it. But can I tell you this? If you fail and today is not so successful, get up and make today count because you're still going to be better tomorrow because you've learned a few more things about the weakness that you had. You've learned a few more things about where there's maybe a lack of integrity in your armor and where there's a weakness where the enemy can come in. But then we communicate. We communicate to those around us. We say, you know, this is a weak spot in my life. This is an area where I need, I need a little bit of help in. I need you to come alongside and, and, and help me in this. I've learned some things about myself. And I need, some, I need you to walk with me. You see, the Bible says that when two brothers walk together, if one falls, he can pick the other up. And if two lay together... They, if the two are laying together, they will stay warm when the cold winds come. But if there's, one, if there's one that falls and nobody's around to pick him up, he may fail completely. If another is there and, and, and is, lay, is laying there in the cold winter months without any, without any friend, without someone there, they will freeze to death. And the point is this is that not only do we need clarity within ourselves to understand who we are and what causes some of the failures and some of the, some of the difficulties, but also communicate that to around us and be humble enough. Just put down the pride. Put down the arrogance that you're perfect. Put down the things that you because deep down you know. You know. And realize every champion has seasons of failure. Every champion has seasons of difficulty and loss. But if we communicate to those around us that, hey, this, is, this causes weakness in my life. This caused me to, to break, a, break out of that. And my thinking goes in a, in, in a dark place. My, my life goes in it. I make poor decisions on that. Then at one point you can step up. And then you can have courage. And then you can walk with, with courage. Too many times we see men and women of God and we see people walking through life and they can't get past their failures and they can't get past their loss simply because they don't have the courage to stand up and look somebody square in the eye and says, I've blown it. Yes, I've blown it. I've blown it bad, but I've got up. I've said this many times and I'll say it again because somebody needs to hear this. 
I believe there's somebody right here and right now that needs to hear this. God does not count how many times you blow it. He doesn't count how many times you fail or fall. He doesn't count how many times that you miss the mark. This is what he counts is that last time you get right back up. And that last time you come in and you confess your fault one to another, as the Bible says. And you confess your fault to him, that you take credit for it, that you own it, and you get up and say, I failed, but I'm not a failure. I lost, but I'm not a loser. I did a stupid thing, but I'm not an idiot. I am going to, I am going to stand up strong and I'm going to get around some people and I'm going to lock arms with some brothers that can make me sharper, that can help me and walk me through this. And then we move. You see, we learn the lesson, we take, we, we own the failure, and we move with, dis, uh, with determination. We don't run away from it, but we run into it. And what God is saying is, I want you to decide to get back up and move on. Move on with those that are walking with you. Because I can promise you, the very thing that you are struggling, and there's somebody else that struggled with you. Because the Bible says there, no temptation has befallen a man that isn't common to someone else. In other words, sometimes we sit there like, nobody understands. No one can ever understand what I'm going through. That's not so, that's not entirely accurate, guys. That is not true. Because what you struggle with, there's somebody else that's on the lighter side of that that can help walk with you on that. And God has a unique way of bringing those people in to your life. If you just open up and realize, I'm not going to let the failure own me. I'm going to own it. I'm going to learn the lesson and I'm going to move with determination. You see what God is saying to us today is, hey, a champion, yeah, that's what you are. You are a champion. You are a mighty man and a mighty woman of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. But that does not negate the fact that there may be days of loss. You may lose some battles, but you will never lose the war. Hi, oh, Jesus. Come on. Somebody just praise him right now. Right there. You sit in your hub. Just give him a clap. Give him a shout. Say amen. Do something there. Put in the chat box. That's right. Say, oh yes, baby. Do something, but just begin to praise God because you might lose a battle, but you are not going to lose the war because we know the future we have and it is out of this world. We win and that's all we do. Amen. Praise God. Well, listen, I want to just challenge you today because there's some out there you might be sitting in failure you might be sitting in those moments of time where all it is is that I'm just a loser I'm a failure I'm a divorcee I'm an alcoholic I'm a this I'm a that and you just keep putting that that banner on you that badge on you but Paul says this the chief of sinners I am I've done it I've done it worse than anybody but Christ died for me he says this I was this but now I'm not I was a loser, but now I'm not. I was a failure, but now I'm not. I was in darkness, but now I'm not. Behold, old things pass away, but behold, all things are brand new, and I am in the creation. That's for you today. And if you're sitting here today and you're just saying, you're saying, you know what, Jay, I need that. I need that. Well, the only way for that to happen is through Jesus Christ, our Lord, that you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that he's the son of God and that God raised him from the dead. And when you do that, that champion mindset, that champion spirit begins to come upon you because you step out from among them and you say, this is for me. I am a child of God. 
And if that's you today, I want you just to, I want you just to type in the, in the chat box, champion, 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 champion. Just type it right in there. Just say, I am a champion or just champion. And we'll know we're praying for you today. But if you're here this morning and you're saying, that's me, just type that in there. And I want, you, I want everybody to pray this prayer with me. But especially those of you that you've typed in or you believe and you maybe raise your hand or you realize this is me. This is where I, I keep blowing it is I need the true champion in my life to walk with me and his name is Jesus. So pray this with me, would you? Say, Lord Jesus, thank you that you are the champion of champions, that you are the son of God, that God raised you from the dead. I believe that, I declare it, I proclaim it, and I confess it. And I ask your word would grow strong in me that you would be my God, you would be my champion, and I will be a champion and step up for you. I will walk away from my failures. I will not be owned by them. I will own them. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. God bless you guys. I believe that if you prayed that prayer, you have just started an incredible, incredible road to being a champion. And we have some exciting stuff for you. And we just want you to know that Vicki and I, we are walking with you. We are praying for you every single day. And we believe God has his best for you. Welcome to the circle of champions, guys. Amen. We want to just pray. I want to just bless you before we go. So if you would just stretch your hand out toward me and let me just bless you right now. I bless you now. I bless you in your families, your finances, and your friendships. I bless you in your families that your marriages would be lighthouses to all around you in your neighborhood and your circle. I bless you and your children that they would be blessed to the thousandth generation as you raise them in the ways that they should go. I bless you now in your finances that you would have more than enough to pay your bills, pay them on time, and that God would bless you as you follow him in biblical giving. I bless you now in your friendships that you would be the head and not the tail, the top and not the bottom. I bless you that you would be an influencer in this world and not be influenced by it. I bless you now, champion. Now go and bless those around you in Jesus' name. God bless you guys. We love you. We're praying for you. Have a great, great day. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Crowd Decor podcast. We believe this message has inspired you, convicted and challenged and changed you in Jesus' name. And we invite you to partner with us as we reach out and continue to reach out with the message of moving from the crowd of the world into the core of the kingdom of Jesus Christ to all of those around you and around the world. And we ask that you visit thegateonline.net slash giving to be a part of this incredible outreach to reaching those for Jesus Christ. Thank you so much. We love you. We appreciate you. And may you have a great, great day.